everyone. Welcome to another wonderful edition of the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me as always is Mr. Huggable himself, <laughs> Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? Apparently, I'm just a big teddy bear. That you are, my friend. I'm doing, are. I'm doing good. <laughs> how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Very, very well. Who is today's guest today, and where does he hail from? So our, our, he. our guest today is Michael Doucette. He yes. is the executive director from the office of the CISO for Optiv, and he's based in Ottawa, Canada, yes. our nation's capital. Um, and we're really looking forward to the conversation with him. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Optiv, as well as TELUS, and we're really looking forward to the conversation with Michael. So we'll yes. take, a, take a brief pause here, and we'll uh, welcome Michael aboard. Let's do it. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and uh, thank you for having me today. Awesome. Well, Chris and I are really excited to have this conversation with you. And uh, you know, we, you're based in Canada, so we're, we're we're fellow Canadians that way, which is always nice to have a have a have a Canadian on on the show. But uh, uh, thought maybe we'd start with you sharing a little bit about your personal narrative, sort of, sort of the career stops you've had along the way, uh, just so our our listeners and viewers can get to better know you. Sure, happy happy to uh, discuss that. Um, prior to coming to Optiv, I spent uh, 30 years with federal government. Um, most of my, of my federal career was in public safety, policing, intelligence. A couple of highlights of uh, my career with the feds. Um, I represented Canada at the National Security Agency in Fort Meade, Maryland, for a couple of years. That was uh, that was a tremendous highlight. Um, you know, being CIO, CTO of the RCMP and others were, were an incredible journey for me. And uh, from that, I came to Optiv uh, roughly four years ago. And uh, I, within Optiv, I'm the executive director of the Office of the Chief Information Security Officer with cross-Canada responsibility to talk to organizations about their cyber programs. Amazing. I mean, some of your your, your background pedigree, I mean, that, that, that's Absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the the journey you've had so far, and um, you know, I'm curious. You know, what what was it after you sort of your your very uh, uh, successful uh, federal career? What was it that drew you to to Optiv? Well, that's uh, thanks to you, Dominic. That, that's an interesting question and a, and uh, an easy answer. Uh, what drew me to Optiv was Optiv is a pure play cybersecurity integrator with over four hundred uh, partners in in providing our services and uh, products to to customers. So. Um, the fact that all I do day in and day out is cyber and talk to folks about uh, cyber, cyber program, their cyber programs, and we have a deep bench supporting us in doing that at Optiv. So it was just, for me, a natural fit moving forward. Amazing. I think we're talking to the right person. Yes, here, I then. believe we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, my question is related to cybersecurity. Our show is called Cybersecurity Matters, and so that's my question to you. Why? Does cybersecurity matter? Uh, how, how are organizations uh, being affected, and what kind of threats are they facing? Uh, absolutely, thank you for the question. Um, cybersecurity absolutely matters, without question. Um, just about everything we do in our daily lives is is reliant on technology. Um, when we go fill up our cars at the gas station, we're incredibly um, uh, dependent on operational technology to get us at gasoline. And of course, as you know, there are numerous, numerous threats against us, uh, people that want to do us harm, organizations that may want to do us harm. 
whether they're state actors, employees that do the wrong thing because we haven't trained them properly, competitors, hacktivists, and so on. So, you know, if we had this conversation 30 years ago, um, you would maybe tell me that you thought that the cyber threat was academic right. and um, we didn't live it every day. Today, we live it every day. We're, we're reading about it in the newspaper. And, you know, we used to talk in the industry about, um, you know, uh, stopping our organizations from being hacked and, and saying we're not going to get hacked. Today, the way we look at it is, is we prepare for that day because it's not a question of, of mm-hmm. will we. It's really a question of when and how prepared we are to respond to that to that, uh, to that hack or that outage or that ransomware, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, very, very good answer. And we we often refer not 30 years, but 27 years ago to Dominic always says it's not uh, 1995. So your <laughs> cybersecurity shouldn't be at the 1995 level. Uh, apparently, that was a major year in the history of cybersecurity. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so then my next question is, how do you rationalize cybersecurity at the at the board and executive level. Uh, typically, how do you approach the cybersecurity conversation at that level, Michael? Oh, thank you. I, I love that question because boards are alive to cybersecurity, without question. And, you know, whether it's a not-for-profit, a profit, a government, we're, we're alive to cybersecurity. And really, the organization cares about what the board cares about, what the executive leadership team cares about. And in approaching our conversations with, with board level, um, we've got to speak their language at the end of the day. And, you know, um, if we go back 27 years, Maybe we didn't speak their language way back when. Um, they maybe didn't invite the techies or, or, or the business leaders of the CISO programs to talk to them. But today, um, when I talk to a board, and, and you know, boards vary in composition, but typically there are lawyers, there are accountants, and then subject matter experts in, in the vertical of that organization. I want to talk their language. I yes. want to talk risk. Boards are all about risk, aren't they? And how do we quantify the cyber program? How do we quantify the threats that they're preparing against? We quantify that by, by talking about risk, talking the language that they will understand, and, and really informing and educating them as well. Yes. I'll just make uh, one other plug for the boards is um, bring them into your environment. Um, I've run uh, tabletop exercises, cyber exercises with boards, so that they could see, you know, cyber is a team sport. And, and the whole organization responds to threats, not just, you know, technical people somewhere within the organization. Mm-hmm. Very, very well laid out there. So I have a couple of follow-up questions, Michael. What, uh, in your experience, uh, should a, an organization look like that's healthy when it comes to IT relating to cybersecurity and relating to uh, executive leadership and the board? What, how does that work together in a healthy way? You know, what I love about that question is that you've parsed off IT and cyber. Sometimes people think of them as the same thing, and mm. they're really not. And as we're talking IT, cyber, executive leadership, the, the organization, I think, once again, we have to look at cyber uh, from the aspect of it's a team sport. Mm-hmm. And I have a particular bias here, and, and I'll tell you that I think anything we do well in cyber has rep- positive ramifications on the IT program, whether it's you know patch management, vulnerability analysis, so on and so forth. So, so really, um, nobody can afford to sit in their corner and, and do their job. 
Um, we've got to come together. And once again, as you're talking, you know, IT, cyber, and so on, I find in, in very progressive organizations, the governance of the cyber program is really important. How do you bring those elements into the cyber program? And once again, how do you demonstrate that, that team play? And we all have the same goals moving forward. I love how you're illustrating that, that team sport shouldn't be siloed but yet there is a differentiation between IT and cybersecurity. And if we kind of broaden that out now <clears throat> outside of those groups and look at that concept of risk and enterprise risk, how, how do you see cyber interplaying and fitting into the enterprise risk picture of an organization when it comes to you know, financial risk, strategic risk, product uh, risk, environmental risk, all those other enterprise risks. How sh how sh is that successfully being managed, and how should that be done? It so sounds like there's not enough risk there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, cyber is a risk to the organization. Um, once again, we had to have to quantify that risk to the organization. But um, to to compare cyber risk to to market risks to competitor risks, however we do that, um, you know, you basically start off with a risk matrix or or a dashboard or a risk registry at the at the senior level. And and typically, you know, if you've got a chief risk officer, that chief risk officer reports to the board potentially through a risk committee. And um, cyber is a risk. You quantify cyber as a risk, and and I can tell you. I've, I've operated in some organizations where cyber is a tier one risk to that organization mm. because with, you know, with a cyber, with a system outage as a result of a cyber breach, they could in fact be out of business. So, so once again, when, when it gets that level of attention within the organization, we can now mobilize to lower that risk. We're never going to get it down to zero. We know that. But it's our ability to understand the risk, understand um, where, where some of the gaps may be, but more importantly, respond to a cyber event. Um, Michael, I, I want to ask you, you know, just maybe diving onto the like, cyber risk leadership or chief information security officer type leadership for organizations. So I know, you know we're talking you know, for larger organizations, you know, they'll, many of them will have an internal uh, CISO, but w what about the smaller organizations? And you know, as you were mentioning earlier, I mean, um, where we are today, Every organization is pretty much a, a tech company. They need some level of understanding of cyber risk management. Uh, how do smaller companies go about getting that level of uh, cyber risk leadership when they can't uh, uh, find those types of people to hire internally? Uh, you know, great question. And, and, you know, if we look at, you know, small business, number one, they may not be able to get the personnel. Yeah. But um, they need to nevertheless understand this risk, this risk to their, to their business. So in Canada, we have a number of resources to help small business, whether it's through public safety, whether it's through the Canadian Centre for Cybersecurity, to, to help them in putting together a, a cyber program. And, you know, you can be a two-person organization, quite frankly. You could be a storefront and have, uh, you know, your cyber plan may be a backup to your, to your laptop, maybe a generator, maybe whatever it is that will allow you to continue your business. So, so from the smallest organization that needs to understand what this risk is, um, take healthy, healthy steps to understand and quantify their cyber risk right up to the largest organization that has an executive level CISO. Um, I, think, I think it's important. 
And you cannot minimize the fact that, you know, if, if I go down, I may be out of business. Uh, I appreciate that, that insight, Michael. And you will, one final question for you, you know, as we're, we're running out of time here, but um, back to what you were talking about, uh, like with boards and board of directors, H how do you go about, in your mind, how would you go about bringing greater motivation uh, for boards of directors to take security more seriously? I mean, one of the things that uh, I know is still rampant today is that a lot of board of directors will either uh, either just pay lip service to cybersecurity, you know, i.e., you know, they talk about it once a quarter kind of thing, but nothing beyond that, or after a data breach or after some large security incident, then everyone wants to start paying attention to it. How, and how you know, how do we move boards to being a bit more uh, mobilized, shall we say, around cyber risk management and also moving away the marginalization of it, of it not being an IT issue, but truly, like Christian, you were saying earlier, a, a true business risk? Well, you know, great, great question. And um, I think we really have to look at our board. We have to look at the composition of our board and we have to educate them and make it interesting for them. And I'll give you an example. Earlier in my career, uh, one of my colleagues, you know, made, made the statement that, that senior management within our organization did not understand cyber. And I challenge that in that, have we been able to explain cyber to them? Have we been able to explain it in their language? Mm -hmm. And I will never be an advocate of the sky is falling type of discussion. Mm -hmm. I want to look at cyber as a business enabler. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, depending on where the organization is, if we're in acquisition mode, um, it's really important that we do a cyber assessment of companies we're acquiring. You know, they, they don't, we don't go through an acquisition and plug in uh, two disparate infrastructures. So, so make it about the business. Make it about the, the, the uh, business strategies and, and, and make it a value added. And, and don't, you know, quite frankly, don't just go to the board looking for money. I think that's a, that's a failing strategy. Go, go to educate. Go to, to maybe bring them in, as I said earlier, into a tabletop exercise. Um, one, one stark lesson for me one time was when we did a tabletop exercise with the board, the reflection from the board was this was a whole of organization response. Hmm. It was communications. It was legal. It was regulatory affairs, so on and so forth. The trigger was technical. Right. The response was all of the organization. I think that excites the board. Mm -hmm. Amazing. One last question for you, Michael. Um, while we have you on, I want our listeners and viewers to really get their money's worth here. So I'm asking all of my uh, cybersecurity questions that I can think of here. Um, it's said that you inherit the security weaknesses of your suppliers, vendors, strategic partners. Um, a, uh, how much do you agree with that statement or disagree with that statement? Uh, if you agree with it, um, B, why is that the case? And uh, C, how do you effectively manage your uh, third-party uh, risks? Okay, I'll, I'll um, answer that by saying not only do I agree with that statement, but I would make it a little bit stronger. In fact, I would say that I sign up to the security weaknesses of my partners. Mm -hmm. And if I'm signing up to those security weaknesses, I have to understand what they are. I have to have a third-party risk program that I go through some sort of vetting as I'm bringing business partners along. And don't forget the bad actors, people that want to do us harm, are tremendously motivated to go after our business partners, to go after the large cloud service providers. They have very, very, very good cybersecurity, 
But if you can get in, you can get into literally thousands of organizations. So I think um, I think absolutely we we have to sign up to those security weaknesses. We have to understand them. We have to manage them. But one other small point here is in our organizations today, we can have a tremendous amount of shadow IT, where where staff sign up to services that the CISO that the CIO don't know about. We've got to stop that because that signs us up to weaknesses that we're not even aware of. The, um, yeah, if we could stand, probably give you a standing applause right now. <laughs> it's, not, like, it's not practical for us to do it, that. It, it, it's the, 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 the wisdom and the insight you've uh, laid before us and, and our listeners and viewers today has just been uh, astronomically powerful. But thank you very, very much for uh, spending time with us uh, today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Very grateful for your time. Thank you very much, and thank you for the uh, insightful questions. Uh, that was uh, that was amazing. So I re- really appreciated my time with you this afternoon. Thanks, Michael. Amazing, Michael. Thank you again so much. And Krish and I will uh, take a momentary uh, break to mention our sponsor, which, spoiler, is Optive for today's episode. Uh, and so we'll uh, take a, a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Optive is the cyber advisory and solutions leader, delivering strategic and technical expertise to nearly 6,000 companies across every major industry. We partner with organizations to advise, deploy, and operate complete cybersecurity programs from strategy and managed security services to risk integration and technology solutions. At Optive, we manage cyber risk so you can secure your full potential. For more information, visit Optiv.com. This week's episode of Cybersecurity Matters is brought to you by TELUS Business. Is your board of directors worried about how ransomware might impact your business? Unsure how to share accessible, relevant information about ransomware in Canada with non-technical leaders? If so, TELUS can help. Based on data from over 450 Canadian organizations, the TELUS Canadian Ransomware Study shares easily digestible insights about ransomware and the experience of organizations like yours. It covers everything from the evolution of ransomware attacks, like the introduction of multiple extortion, to the outcomes of ransom payment. It also covers the tools you can use to effectively protect your business. Visit telus.com ransomware study to download your copy and share it with anyone looking to better understand ransomware and its impact in Canada. Tell us business, cybersecurity that works for you. The truths that Michael laid out there uh, were quite, uh, uh, not only were they self-evident, but they were incredibly powerful the way he laid them out. Mm-hmm. Um, been a long time since I've been in awe of a guest, but the, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just what, how he was speaking, the demeanor, uh, everything that he had to say was incredibly powerful. You can Definitely. tell that he is a type of individual that could command the attention of uh, a suite of executives or, mm-hmm. or board of directors. Definitely. Uh, you could tell that he is drawing from a deep well of uh, wisdom and experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, for me, starting with the end and then working backwards, uh, a couple of things. Uh, you inherit the security weaknesses or, he, as he said, sign up mm-hmm. for the security weaknesses of your, your partners and vendors. Mm-hmm. And uh, cyber criminals would like nothing more than to get access to thousands of uh, potential uh, targets through um through vendors, through supply chains. Uh, I think the other thing for me too was, um, you know, you, you're speaking the language of risk 
to boards. You have to speak to them in their language that they understand so that they can understand cybersecurity and be able to do something about it. Uh, absolutely. It was just an exceptionally uh, engaging conversation. Uh, we're very grateful to Michael for joining us today on, on the podcast. And a uh, special thank you to uh, the uh, sponsors for today's uh, episode, which was Optive and TELUS. And as always, we want to extend a special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. Uh, if you did happen to miss a previous episode, do check out previous episodes on the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page uh, and or on your uh, favorite uh, podcasting platform. Until next time, be well, be safe. We'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. <laughs>